Blog Talk Radio. Quarters. Security, condition three. GQ, security three, sir. General quarters three. Intruder alert. GQ three. Intruder alert. About that intruder. This intruder is so slick, I don't even see him here in the genie bottle yet. And believe me, he's been here. He knows his way around. Good evening and welcome once again to Madam Perry Salon. I am your host, Groove Mistress, Spiritual Advisor, and Cruise Director here in Madam Perry Salon. The podcast with more celebrities in the inauguration. The podcast that loves you. Hey, if you were listening last night when my guest was August McLaughlin, a magnificent woman. She's the author of Girl Boner, The Good Girl's Guide to Sexual Health. And she also has a podcast called Girl Boner. What else? And she was just fantastic, and I was getting messages after that show all the time. So, I mean, for for hours afterwards, rather. So, uh, yeah, that that would be a great way to go back and check August McLaughlin. Also, last week, we had um, Rod Pyle, expert on NASA Jet Propulsion Laboratories, written several books about it. Uh, that was on Monday. That was a lot of fun, and we also had um, the Aha Guy which was Mitchell Levy, and uh, he can teach you. Well, actually, he can go ahead and ghostwrite your business book for you to save you some time so you'll already have a book out there and be a thought leader and teaches you how to be, whoops, teaches you how to be heard in your community. But tonight, um, this is a guest that's been here before. Uh, He's definitely made a mark here in the Genie Bottle, uh, especially when he visited with some of his friends. But just... Let me say this. This is one of the most fascinating people I've ever had the joy to meet. And uh, if you go to his website, the um, the description has all sorts of things in there. Teacher, freelance writer, champion for the underdogs, uh, retired chief petty officer in the U.S. Navy. I believe he's also uh, a Buddhist and though he claims to pretty much stink at it, he insists on playing bass in public, much to the entertainment and consternation of his wife, youngest son, and patient gold lab. I can just picture that lab now. So please, welcome here this nasty night in Madame Perry Salon with my friend, author Brett Wright. Brett, come on in and get comfy. Uh, is this the right place? Uh, I believe it is. Don't act okay. like you've never All right. it. Looks, you've like, it looks like you've made some changes, actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had to have it clean. Somebody left a burrito in one of the cushions, so. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was that, that, that was me, and, and my apologies. You were under the influence of your friend, uh, uh, Rick Cornell. And, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that was the key. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, a good burrito. It's got it's got a long shelf life. So I hope you enjoyed some of that as well as you were, you know, uh, picking that up and all of that. And uh, again, my apologies for that. <laughs> no problem. Hey, um, you know, hey, it just gives me a chance to mention you several times a month and uh, tell more people about you. So we're here. Oh, you're back here tonight because and and actually, the, the interesting thing about you is. Um, you're such a fantastic uh, guest and addition here so many times. Uh, you know, you've been on here for your previous book, Nasty. I think that was the first Nate Jepsen story. And yep. then you were on with, uh, with my friend Art Harris from, uh, well, former uh-huh. CNN, HLN, Nancy Grace. And uh, that was um, 
very, very special show. That's still one of my favorites and a lot of listeners' favorites. And you also invited a friend of yours who just Chelsea, yeah. did it. It's just in, she she had yes. us. I mean, she had hearts and she had our ears listening to her and um, amazing story. But tonight you're here to talk about the new Nate Jepson book. Yeah, nasty and, people. It it, uh, it dropped a couple of weeks ago. I even tagged nasty gals on Instagram with it. I, every nasty person I could think of, I tagged on there. <laughs> nasty, that and the other, it's nasty night. And uh, <laughs> I am just, uh, I'm, I'm so excited to have you here and to have this new book. So tell me, what was so long? It was so long between the two books, the two Nate Jeps, nasty Nate Jepson books. Well, um, I mean, with small press, because that's what it is, um, with, with small press, there's so many things that can happen, and they go in and out of business so often. Um, you know, there were, there were, there were some pro- problems with that, with some funding for, for that. And uh, we had, uh, speaking of, uh, of art, we had uh, a situation at our, uh, at our school um, that uh, involved a lot of kids, and I had to take a little bit of a hiatus because I just couldn't write, uh, I couldn't write humor for a little bit, mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for a minute. Um, and uh, my, my publisher was, was very understanding about that, gave me, gave me some breathing room on that. Um, and, you know, the, my books aren't primarily humor, but I do like to put it in there. Um, and uh, uh, so between between the publishing uh, industry being what it is and uh, life being life, uh, yeah, it, it took a little while. It was it was actually written uh, fairly fairly quickly uh, after uh, uh, after I'd worked some 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 knots out of my own uh, my, what mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and apparently, um, I, I I hope you felt the love from people waiting for it because. As I understand from your blog, which is on uh, brettrwright.com, uh, from your blog I see that you had quite a, a book launch event. It was uh, standing room only. Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, it, w- it was quite the quite the event. <laughs> Way more than than I thought it was going to be, um, and the, <laughs> you know, uh, you, I guess you can never tell, but. Uh, I expected maybe 30, 40 people and wound up with people out the door, uh, uh, which is a good problem to have. I was going to say, how did, what a feeling. Tell me how you, I got to know the entire experience when you start seeing that the, the crowd starts and then it builds and it builds so they're out the door. Come on, this is Madam Perry. Tell me how it felt. Like a rock. <laughs> Well, you know, first, after slugging um, a little bit of something back, uh, <laughs> because of my, my, yeah, you know, my eyes were a little bit uh, big as saucers. I mean, I speak in front of kids all the time, but um, because I'm a teacher in my day job, right? But um, people start filtering in, and I'm signing some books and stuff, and I look up, and there's more people, and then pretty soon um, people are actually crowding at the, at the counter, uh, where where I'm at, and I look up, and my 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 publisher was there, and she's looking at me like, okay, so now what are we gonna do? We didn't budget for this, and I'm going, no, that's not what we have to worry about here. What we have to worry about is where are we gonna put all these people in the fire department? Um, <laughs> you know, they have codes. <laughs> but I mean, it was, it was it was pretty great. Um, and so I, I go to do the to do the reading, um, and that's when I really felt it because, I mean, it's really a humbling experience. I, I, having not only people that, uh, that I, that I know, but uh, strangers, you know, in there, um, just, just hanging on what, you, what you're saying, you know, mm-hmm. um, and trying to give, uh, give my own writing voice with my actual voice, um, you know, you're, I, I, it was a little intimidating, but oh man, did I have fun! <laughs> I was gonna say yes. 
you know, you're, you're certainly no stranger to and not uncomfortable speaking in front of people, you know, small or large groups at all. And yet still oh, no. that had been quite a quite a rush, quite a buzz there. Oh, it was. Yeah. Um, you know, and um, so I teach middle school and I, I did have some students there uh, and it was a different thing for them to see as well. Uh, I, I, some of them, I think I, I blew their conception of, of me as a teacher. Uh, <laughs> you know, I have this whole other life. And, um, so, so that was interesting. They looked at me with, uh, with different eyes after that as well, which was, uh, and parents are looking at me like, okay, so <laughs> you're with my kid most days, huh? All right. So, I, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hmm. So yeah, um, and then then that didn't keep uh, keep people from uh, wanting wanting to book me for a couple of speaking things too. Uh, so I mean, it's been a it's been an interesting uh, an, an interesting ride. It really has. Hey, by the way, this is a good time when you talk about people booking you. Um, on your website, brettrwright.com. Um, do have a calendar page, I believe, but I don't see anything on it unless that's your nasty places column. You know, um, it's a little uh, just 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 a wee scotia out of out of date, and I need to get on there and actually update that. Uh, <laughs> you caught me. Uh, <laughs> okay, hey, you're somebody. You gotta have it out there. You know, I mean, I know it. Yeah. Yeah, I know it. Go ahead, I'm, I'm. And you also have, uh, and also the character, uh, and Nate Jepson, he also has um, uh, his own Facebook page too, so that's good. Yes, he does. People. He's got his own Facebook page. He's got his own. Uh, he's got his own Twitter account um, at Nate Jepson, um, and um, yeah, yeah. So he's got and to uh, give- uh, on the Facebook. Uh, to, to give people an idea that if the for the for the few people that that missed the first book, nasty, and I've got it, and, and let me tell you, I just feel like I'm like I'm in a modern day, but I'm in a film noir movie, um, just just hanging out, uh, even though it's not you know a period sort of set in modern day, but still you you just get that feel. Um, the description on the website, just so I'll read this for um, people just to get to know Nasty, if, they, if they're if they not used to Nate or his nickname Nasty. Mm-hmm. It goes sort of like this. Adultery pays, murder doesn't. That is P.I. Nate Nasty Jepson's motto, and he normally makes his living snapping pictures of cheating spouses. But when a stranger is brutally shot in the passenger seat of his car... He finds himself in the middle of a gang war between battling triads as well as a suspect in the murder. And Nate must step far outside his comfort zone to clear himself and to live to catch another cheater. So that's the first. Yep. That's the nasty. The first book. And yeah, then so yeah. Yeah. you do a better job so of that then, than I do. I'm just going to let you do that. <laughs> what was that? Oh, you do a better job of that than I do. I mean, I, you're hired. <laughs> oh, well, that's a, that's a nice thing to say. Actually, I I think I've already. <laughs> I don't know if if you guys are just being very sweet to me, but I think William Her, um, I'm already going to be reading some of his book on um, for audio, and uh, which is, you sure my accent doesn't get in the way? You know, you oh, understand no, my good. southern accent. Oh, okay. I think it adds to it. Because <laughs> then, when you're uh, when you're doing a picture, you know, this uh, a smoky room and um, you know the the uh, the red cushions, and you're sitting there with the long stem cigarette holder, but not really smoking because that would be incorrect, right? And <laughs> and maybe a, a a a glass of bourbon there on the table, and and you're telling the story. That's what I picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I, I said. Yeah, I like the expression. Um, in fact, my I was going to call my second CD. We had a few laughs because 
there's uh you you know in all those old uh, the, the black and white the film noir the B movies that's always seems to be an expression that's used a lot and I think that you know this definitely fits seems to me to fit in Nate Nate's world, um, you know whenever they're bringing in a um say, say the detectives have a gal in the chair and they're questioning her and it's like so how did you know you know how well do you know Nate Nasty Jepson you know where where were you Thursday how well do you know Nate and you go, uh, <laughs> say, eh, we had a few laughs, yeah. and a few yeah. laughs can mean anything. We had a few laughs, too. We did the wild thing. You know, it's a pretty expansive expression. Right. So, yeah, we had a few laughs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and with him, you never you never really know, because, I mean, deep down, he's he's really kind of this straightforward kind of guy. Um but he puts on this the this show, so I I, I mean, uh, you could just have literally a couple of laughs, or it could be you know any any number of of let's say things. Things, <laughs> exactamente, mi amigo. So we know. So then we know that uh, Nasty did uh, live to catch another cheater and to uh, continue work. So. What and we don't want to give stuff away, and I don't know if you plan to read any time tonight to us. So then, where? Yeah, I got where a couple does, okay, What's happening in uh, nasty people? Well, in nasty people, it's um, it's somewhat of a of a sequel, kind of. It's it's standalone, um, but in this one, he is actually investigating um, a, a, a cheater. Right, because that's his deal. Um, when he decides he's going to take on uh, looking for some missing persons, a couple of kids who had disappeared uh, within about a year of each other, and coincidentally, uh, the parents contact him independently, um, and so he gets involved in this whole human trafficking thing, and uh, the people who are running the uh, the ring don't like that obviously and so he finds himself uh in a, all kinds of hot water uh locked up and this one um is a bit uh a bit darker a bit bloodier than than the first one but not horribly so uh he uh uh is also dealing with some of his you know he's a a, a flawed hero sort of sort of guy and so he's al- he also dealing with that and then a love life that's just going to crap. <laughs> it's all, it's, ain't that the way? <laughs> right. <laughs> the blurb on the front by the uh, magnificent author, Allison Dixon, uh, that you put that blurb on the, cover, on the front of the cover. It says, Wright has the perfect nat, knack for gritty voice and pacing. You'd be crazy not to go all in. On this nasty business, yeah, isn't, isn't Dick, that amazing? Pretty... Yeah. Oh yeah, and I mean, she's uh, she's an amazing, an amazing author. Uh, yeah, she you is. know, got a she's 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 got her own thing going on. She's kind of hit the jackpot. Um, and so, I mean, how humbling is that? Uh, you you send it, you send your arcs out and stuff, and. Uh, he comes comes back with a quote like that, and I just really, I, I, you know, I hate to say that I squeed because that's not real man manly, but uh, yeah, squee. <laughs> <laughs> you make it manly. You show the you show the real man. <laughs> the manly squee. <laughs> real man. The real yeah. man. Not all the time, but just it's a. Uh, yeah, you gotta just you, you gotta pace it, pace it. So, um, if you're listening live tonight and you want to talk to Brett Wright, the number to call is six four six seven one six nine nine two two. That is six four six seven one six nine nine two two. Or sometimes people are listening and they can't make a phone call. Uh, maybe they're um, they don't want the burner phone traced here, or they're at a day job and can't pick uh-huh. up the phone. Maybe they're, uh, you know, they're um, like I've been lately visiting people in the hospital, so you can't really be very loud. So <laughs> you just have to. You can always <laughs> message comments and questions to me via Facebook, uh, Jennifer Modette Perry, 
or through Madam Perry Salons. And so please feel free, and I'll make sure that I get those to Brett. And um, so goes on. Tell me who, if if you were to, if you were to sell this nasty man, Nate Jepson, if you sold him, if you sold the book for a film, or sold the film rights. When you write nasty, what person what that that we would recognize, famous person or an actor, do you see playing Nate? Mm. Do you see who you see him? Oh my! Um, you know, I used to have uh, a, a couple of folks in mind um, that that I would see in my uh, in in my head, and I'm trying to. Oh, what's his name? He did the Google movie um, uh, intern. What's, jeez. Uh, but hold on, let me, I'm picturing him in my head. This is what happens when you get old. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, Vince Vaughn, that's right. He used, he used to be the guy in my head, but then he got, he got the, the whole uh, uh, detective role already. I was going, oh, okay. You know, just sort of this kind of, um, yeah, mid to late 30s, kind of verging on kind of out of shape, but not really um, tall, imposing, but not uh, like bodybuilder kind of kind of guy who's just kind of a big uh, galumph, uh, but in, an intelligent one, you know. So uh, early Vince Vaughn would be would would be the guy that I have in my head, sort of, yeah. All right. <laughs> not, not, not Mark Wahlberg because we know he's got an insane workout schedule. Right, um, right. And you know, Nate's a he's a he's a former uh, Navy SEAL. So I mean, he's not in bad shape, uh, but he's, you know, he's he's kind of an aging guy, and he and he lives his lives his life, um, and so you. He describes himself as someone you wouldn't want to meet in a dark alley. He also describes himself sometimes uh, as sort of a um, uh, JFK Jr. look is what he describes himself as, um, but a lot of people disagree with that. <laughs> I don't know. With the former Navy SEAL, now I could see you booking it. I could see booking in Matthew McConaughey, you know, and um, that would be an excellent choice. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. He seems to have a bit of a Paul Newman throwback to him. Yeah, you know, um, kind of that. I mean, that's that's all those the, all those people that I grew up with, right? Uh, in the Sting and uh, uh, all those, even Bogart, you know, uh, a, a little bit of all of that, and and that's kind of why I uh, chose the whole neo noir thing to to write is because those. Those were the people that that just fascinated me when I was uh, when I was younger, uh, and then there's the weirdness. Uh, I, I can't get past that, uh, <laughs> you know. So it just seemed like something something that I that I could uh, 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 really sink my teeth into and just uh, uh, be the the kind of writer who didn't. I mean, I'm I, I'm not saying that I don't that I don't care because I obviously I do but um, just kind of let it all hang out and, and let the character be the character versus some uh, archetype or stereotype when um, when you're creating uh, different characters do you base them on people that you've seen or do you take us I remember reading once or or hearing an interview or reading one that uh, the playwright David Mamet said he eavesdropped on people constantly in public and, and stole dialogue. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> in fact, um I was at I was at a writers conference here, uh, the Pike Speak Writers Conference here. Oh, it was three or four years, maybe even longer than that. Um, but uh, uh several years back and uh I was I was kind of doing my thing, my people watching thing and uh one of the uh, one of the people who uh, run that conference said, "You know, I'm just sitting there looking at you, and you ju- you just take it all in, don't you? You listen to all of it." And I go, "Yep, I sure do." <laughs> Suddenly, everybody's moving away from me. You know? 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I go, I'll go out to a coffee shop and just kind of sit there and, uh, um, you know, drink a cup of coffee, do do a little bit of writing, or uh, you know, play with my phone or whatever, and listen to uh, listen to conversations. And I may not use exact snippets, uh, but I think it lends a, a whole lot of credibility to dialogue if you. Um, if you're able to to kind of capture some of that, and every now and then, yeah, I, I'll I'll just steal something that I hear, you know, <laughs> every now and then. Well, they shouldn't say it out loud. You know, you feel like, yeah, feel like kind of an armchair sociologist at times. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if something really strikes me as funny or ironic, or if somebody says something, I go, ooh, but what if? What if we put that comment in a completely different situation? It changes meaning, and it be, suddenly yeah. it becomes funny, you know? <laughs> um, I like so I do that sometimes, I'm... too. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's very good. Um, <laughs> my mind is going in so many different ways that could be working. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Magnificent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Genius. And, um, so, let me see if I can find a better place here because uh, you're fading in and out on me, and it's my it's on my end, not your end. Is are you sure? I might have been got me a new boom mic, and but I have to turn the um, yeah a, a boom stand rather. So yeah, it's uh, working, uh, getting getting used to working with it. Um, ah. So so would you read to us tonight? Are you ready to read? Yeah, you I can wanna- do that. Yeah, I can I can do that as soon as I relocate here. You oh. know what? I have I have got a uh, a new a new advertiser, a new sponsor, so I can play that ad right mm-hmm. now. A bit behind it, so I'd say in about two or three minutes you'll be ready to go. And remember, you're listening live to Madam Perry Salon, and if you want to talk to Brett Wright, ask him about writing. Ask him about. <coughs> What kind of nasty people he likes to write about? Anything you want to ask him. He's a pretty clever guy, and he's a pretty much, I think he, I think you're a pretty groove and leg kind of guy. So the number is 6-6-7-9-9-2-2, or you can message in the question uh, to me on Facebook. But I'm going to put us on mute right now and play. Um, and even though you can't, if you talk, I can't hear you right now, Brett, but I'm sure your wife probably loves dressing buying clothes and dressing you up the same way I like dressing my husband. My new sponsor is an Australian group called Mates, M-A-T-E-S, Mates in Style, an Australian business. And um, they've got a pre-launch for their business. They've got clothes for all kinds of men, whatever your personal style is, you know, whether you're preppy, business, uh, rock star, sporty, they've got something for you. So just listen to them tell you about it. The next game changer in the men's fashion industry might just be around the corner with the upcoming launch of Mates in Style, a new international gentleman's fashion boutique store that will offer comfortable and fashionable designer-crafted clothing, accessories, jewelry, watches, as well as health and lifestyle essentials for men, crafted by talented fashion artisans from various corners of the world. Mates in Style offers clothing and accessories for men of different shapes and sizes. From streetwear enthusiasts, the hip pop street artist, the corporate powerhouse, the prepster, the jock, the rock star, the adventurer, to the all-American throwback, and many others in between. Mates in Style is inspired by the latest trends in fashion, which will help any generation achieve their desired style and look. Visit the pre-launch site now at prelaunch.matesinstyle.com to be a part of this inspiring fashion innovation. prelaunch.matesinstyle.com so, Chuck, talk to us about Fisdale being the Knicks' new coach. What's your uh, thoughts on that? Well, well, I'll I tell you right now, Ernie, it don't matter who going to coach this team. They don't got no talent on you it. And I don't, I don't really feel I talk That's as true. Hard. I don't feel I talk about the Knicks right Do now. Do you talk about lunch? No. <laughs> what would you like to talk about, Chuck? See, Ernie, I've been listening to a podcast called Madame Perry Salon. And I think Jennifer Perry... She's a great host. I mean, she got all these bestseller authors, roster, produ- all the dip- comedians. What about people we that could- don't have rings? Here we go. Again. I got Real fun. Uh, 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 but I think she's great. 
and I think people would love her show. She got a great laugh. She make the laugh come out of nowhere, like an eagle come in there and just steal the whole show. It's 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 a beautiful thing. It's not terrible. It's not terrible. And you know what else is not terrible? Brett Wright, and and he's here talking about his hot new big hot nasty people. Brett, are you gonna read to us? Yeah, I'll do. I'll do a little bit of reading for you here. Um, so, how long do I have? <laughs> how long I'll do you take it all? Read a whole book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, I, you know, I can do as long as you would like, but um, I think what I want to do is because the cover of of the book uh, is is actually kind of kind of interesting. A lot of people when I when I first saw the mock up of it, I went, well, okay, but then it grew on me because there's the on the front is is glitter. Right, and I got the story about how that was how that was done. The photographer uh, was sitting around. Uh, first of all, let me describe the cover. It's it's a, sort of a dark, uh, purpley sort of co- color. Uh, supposed to be evening, smoke-filled room. Right, nasty people on the front of it, um, and then there's a, a stripper's pole that goes oh, yeah. up uh, the right hand side and a pair of bloody handcuffs hanging off of the E on nasty people. And then in the background is all this glitter, right? Um, and so the photographer uh, for the cover, I guess they, they were sitting around, they had, uh, they were wondering how they were going to, going to do this because they couldn't find any stock art or draw it with any kind of authenticity. And uh, so they set up a, a camera box uh, and they were sitting there, sitting there in this, huge room throwing glitter in front of a spotlight taking taking pictures of the of the glitter as it floated down trying to get the perfect one and uh enjoying some uh, uh adult beverages until they found the, the 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 perfect shot but they're sitting and this is sort of a uh, a large uh a large room with uh, people in it so they're sitting there throwing glitter up in the air and people are walking by you know looking at it <laughs> and uh, they finally got this shot to put in the background behind the stripper pole so um, I thought I'd read a little bit uh, about uh, what that might uh, that might be. So, um, what has happened here is, of course, nasty uh, or Nate, because uh, he doesn't like to be called nasty. Um, he has uh, kind of run afoul of uh, uh, some uh, human traffickers uh, in the process of trying to uh, find some missing kids. Um, but he also uh, runs into this male stripper, and uh, the stripper is being handled by a pimp, uh, and he wants out, the stripper does, uh, and his name is Todd. And so Nasty goes to meet him in this bar because uh, Todd has slipped him a, biz- a business card uh, saying, hey, I'm going to be in this place tonight. Uh, maybe we'll be able to talk. And so now he's walked into uh, this this strip joint, right? Um, so that's the that's the setup there. Um, so here we go. All right. Inside inside the bass thumped the synth synthed whatever. There is music, not rock, dance stuff, which I'm not a big fan of. I like the bass though. There are also screams, lots and lots of ecstatic screams and cheers. Built during the cocaine-infused 80s, this club still sported some of the brass, brass and glass fixtures of the decade. Most noticeable were the candle-style light bulbs still flickering dimly in their brass-colored wall sconces. Flashing lights and red floods extenuated, extenuated yep, black and pink zebra-patterned carpet. It bounced off the mirror behind the bar, itself festooned with tiny mirrored squares similar to the ones in the disco ball that hung prominently from the ceiling over the main stage at the rear of the club, opposite the entry. On three stages that ran down the center of the room, half a dozen sets of glittering six-pack abs rolled and thrust to the beat of the money-waving crowd. The show had begun, and boys stomped, squirmed, smiled, and I'm not sure what they did with their butts. Those sort of vibrated like they had scared baby chihuahuas in each cheek. I had no idea the human body could do that, let alone a dozen 
buns doing it in unison. It was fascinating and a wee tad unnerving. Todd was on the stage closest to me. We made eye contact and he held up a finger indicating I should wait a minute and he'd be finished. Then he went into this weird hip rotation that drove the crowd crazy. I strolled over to the bar and ponied up a 10 spot for a beer. The waiters and waitresses wore the same outfit, short shorts, tennis shoes, bow ties, and some sort of sparkly oil stuff. I could tell I wasn't a part of this scene because, well, none of it did a thing for me. There was a cute gal tending bar who had decided to wear a tank top instead of bearing at all. I chatted with her while the dollar bills flew into the waistbands on the stage. My phone buzzed and I checked the incoming text. It was from Shoe Dunn. In town when? Making dinner plans. That's his girlfriend. Uh, she expected me to visit her in Portland over the coming weekend. I guess you could say she was my girlfriend, but I had reservations about the wisdom of continuing whatever relationship we had. She had definite ties to some shady people, though she herself was completely on the up and up. She was used to having to wait for a response, so I decided to answer her from Jeff's house later on. After several dubstep and industrial songs I didn't recognize, a song I knew came on. It was a classic from ACDC. In a grand finale of cannons, straddling crotches, loud explosions, streamers, glitter and slapping butts, the dancers rode their golden cannons into full Monty history. Despite seeing a wee tad more of old Todd than I wanted, I have to admit I was impressed with the performance. So that's the glitter. <laughs> oh, 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 I like it. So, so tell me, this is such vivid descriptions. You know, the next thing I'm going to ask you is about research. Research. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I was in the Navy for a while, right? <laughs> um, you don't do yeah, that on the I mean, um do what? On the boat? Oh, no, 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 no. But I mean, you know, you go overseas and you you, you experience the world as only a, only a sailor really can, I guess. Uh, a sailor in the 80s. Um, and, uh, oh, that just aged me immensely. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, uh, this, this uh, scene actually, I mean, it didn't happen like this. But when I was writing it, there was a, there, there's a, a club, a gentleman's club, up in um, uh, Vancouver, actually, that I was uh, basing the inside of the, the club after. Um, and I was recalling, recalling that I'd met uh, some folks there, um, and uh, we were on like a, a three-day uh, three visit for, I think it was... Uh, it was a festival up there of, of some sort. I don't remember what it was. Having to do with flowers. Uh, and so we uh, we went up there and, and visited, um, and they took me to this club. And even then, it was starting to really kind of show its, uh, show its age. Uh, but it, it literally had that zebra print on the floor and... Uh, the you know the the brass and glass all over the place and uh, uh, it was it was it was uh, it made an impression visually. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, I've been in uh, I've been working on a Netflix show that takes place in the eighties. So yeah, I've been having flashbacks to all the brass and and fake oak and the oh yeah. Magnum PI shorts and stuff, and <laughs> right. <laughs> so I mean, you know, you inject uh, you inject some some of your own experiences into those things, and some of it you make. I mean, the cannons going off and the the glitter and and, and all of that. Uh, that's straight from from my imagination. But the place itself was uh, was a, a, a real place. Uh, and that kind of made it fun to write too, because I could put anybody in there and do anything with it, right? Right. What? Who was first when you when you're writing and you're not just proofreading, but just trying to see how things flow? Who is the first person that you go to to say, hey, "Read this"? My wife. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the, and, and the funny thing is, I don't know if I've told you this before, um, 
I used to write uh, some, you know, short story science fiction, mostly a little bit of fantasy, uh, as well as some, I w- let's call it abstract stuff. Uh, and uh, my, my wife one day uh, asked me if I could write something that she would like to read. It's not that she didn't enjoy my reading, but it wasn't her genre, or my writing, but it wasn't her genre. Um, and she liked uh, and does like, uh, you know, the mystery and suspense genre. And so... Um, she, she had talked to me about that several times and finally I, I just said, okay, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to write this, but I'm going to prove to her that I actually can't write it, uh, write in this genre because I don't know a lot about it. Um, and so I commenced to writing this short story that I pulled out all the stops from when I was you know, growing up and watching Bogey and, and you know, uh, reading Hammer and all of that, uh, and Heinlein, uh, surprisingly enough, uh, but I guess not. Um, and so I pulled out all the stops, all the, all the I, I want to call them cliches, but all the stereotypes and, and all of that into that story. And ta-da, I had this, I had this story and I let her read it. And uh, she turned to me after she got done reading it and said, okay, now what are you going to do with this? This is good. Um, and my jaw just sort of hit the floor and I went, oh, it is, isn't it? <laughs> you know? And so uh, I, I looked uh, on, um, you know, in um, writer's, uh, oh, shoot. Writer's market. Writer's market, yeah. Um, sorry, she's in the background. Uh, I looked in Writer's Market and um, found a magazine called Future's Mysterious Anthology Magazine, and they were uh, they were taking submissions. So I sent it in, and I said, uh, "Hey, uh, I've got this thing, can um, and I'd like to publish it." Yeah. Before that, I'd published a couple of little things, you know, in online things, um, and they wrote back said, "Sure, yeah." Um, and it wasn't automatic like that. It was about a week or so. And that, uh, and so that story got published after I'd been trying to publish other stories around uh, the web and various magazines and stuff. So um, that is the, the story of how Nasty actually came to be. Because um, I, I, I wanted the name to stick out. His full name is Ignatius Jepson. Um, and I wanted... Uh, I wanted a, a catchy, I mean, I did try on, on the short story. It wasn't like I was going, Ooh, I'm going to do the worst I can possibly do. Uh, it wasn't like that, but, uh, uh, I, I wanted, wanted it to be a name that he kind of maybe got teased a little bit in school about, but he found a way around that. And now, Oh, all of a sudden now he's got this other nickname that he absolutely hates, um, because of a, a, a situation uh, involving an outhouse and having to serve some papers and the outhouse tipping over. <laughs> and, you know, people, it was in a crowd and the people are going, ooh, nasty. And that stuck. That's the reason why he has that street name. Um, and so it turned out I knew a lot more about the genre than I, than I had uh, uh, initially uh, led on to, to my wife. It had just been sort of, in the background there, but um, I actually knew the conventions of it, and so I set about writing it. I showed the uh, the short story to uh, a young lady at a conference uh, who was an acquiring editor for for a publisher, and she said, "Ooh, I love that voice. Is there a book to go with it?" And I lied. Uh, <laughs> I said, yeah, yeah, I can have that manuscript to you. And, oh, I don't know. Uh, you know, I need to put some final little touches on it. So let's say a month. <laughs> so that's how the first book got, uh, got written. It has got, it's got nothing to do with the, uh, with the short story. Um, but I was just floored by the fact that people liked it. Um, and so, yeah. And where was the question that you asked me? What was that? <laughs> Say this. Let me just sum up the question. Um, okay, or, or, I just rambled, you know. <laughs> yeah, let me just say this. That is only that is just one more reason to add to the list um, of reasons why. Right, you married well, but you know that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. 
we've known each other a while, and uh, she had uh, actually in high school. Uh, she ran the high school literary magazine, and I wrote uh, uh, some things for that. And that's actually how we started dating was because she liked the way that I wrote. And so she was my first publisher, actually. Oh, fantastic. Then, yeah. Yeah. Well, good. You, did, you did not let the good one get away, so that is good. That is right? very good. <laughs> Here. So uh, are you going to be out um, – and bookstores or events or festivals reading? Can people come find you or can people um, contact you to talk to book clubs? Um, absolutely, they can contact me uh, to talk to book clubs. Um, the book will be in, in local, well, in stores locally here in uh, Colorado Springs, down in Santa Fe, and oddly enough, out in New Orleans, which is where my uh, uh, publisher is based out of. Uh, so there will be some in some bookstores out, out there as well. Um, we haven't decided whether or not we're going to go with uh, the, the brick and mortar uh, uh, national yet. Or even if they'll carry it because small press, um, but uh, it'll be um, yeah available online. And um, I do have a, uh, a a reading next month. We haven't uh, uh, settled on a venue on that yet. We thought we had one nailed down, but it was 21 and over. And I know that a lot of my uh, my readers started about 17, so I wanted to give them. A, uh, an opportunity to come in too. So we scratched that and we're going to do something towards the beginning or middle of uh, January. And I'll uh, post that on, um, on my page uh, when that happens. And also I'll be sharing all of Brett Wright's social media uh, handles and contact and information on my social media, both as Madam Perry and as uh, Jennifer Perry on Twitter and Facebook and such. So, all of the information, if you can't write it down now, but you want to make sure you know where to find Nasty, Nasty People, Brett Wright, Nate Jepson, um, I'll make sure that I share that where you can find it. And, yeah, but, you know, I would say go back and, and still book the other one because when people when people drink, people spend. So I would just say, and I'm speaking as a publicist here, not as an alcohol salesperson. So, <laughs> and, well, yeah, I mean – you're right. Um, so yeah, maybe we'll go back and take a look, another look at that one for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm open. Yeah. Go ahead. Put clients in and in, in uh, coffee shops, art galleries, um, nightclubs, wherever, um, wine bars, fitness centers, just wherever that somebody will give them a corner and a chance to uh, read to people and sell. But when I used to, uh, somebody reminded me recently that there was a huge antique place there in Atlanta. And when um, my jazz band, we would get hired to play there once in a while, a couple times a year, when they would have a big auction. And so they spent like the first uh, 45 minutes, we would entertain. They got free food, free booze. And as soon as we were done, I mean, they pretty much pulled the carpet we were on and took us out. They did not want any time between us finishing and the auction beginning because they had just enough free alcohol to be able to decide quickly what pieces they wanted and were willing to pay for them. So, so see, there you go. Colorado Springs, my husband was there two weeks ago. So, oh, really? Really? Was uh, on business or pleasure or just likes the cold and the, and the altitude? <laughs> no, on business, on business. When the uh, satellite okay. connection world, so, yeah, business. Oh, all so, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, Brett, I just... So one thing... Hmm? Nope, you're good. (laughs) Yeah, I can't tell you. Uh, Not on the air. But um, much success with nasty people and with nasty. Uh, I hope that you just... I hope that you take my advice and get out there everywhere you can, no matter what their age, young, old, libraries, bars, whatever, wherever you can. Just get an event set up. People come because I'm, it's the kind of book that once people hear about it, once people read it, they love it. Um, and you know, you thought you, you thought you were going to prove your wife wrong, and yet look at here, here we are, another. Oh, she's right so many times. 
people. Don't deprive the people, Brett. Get out there, share it. Um, anything we can do, you know, you always have your own cushion and your own special place here in the genie bottle. And I am so proud of you and of Nasty and all that you do. And that you're a friend in Perry Salon. Oh, thank you. So, yeah. Thank yeah. you. We can do, yeah. share. And I'll try not to mess up the, the cushions on the couch next time, too. Because, you know. But they're these they're the so kind of good. <laughs> these are the kind of stories that, you know, I can also use as my own personal cred as you continue to grow in your success by saying, well, you know, Brett Wright. Oh, yeah, yeah, we hung. I still got a burrito. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, absolutely. Drop, name drop. Uh, you know, go girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. So yes, yeah, so I'll be sharing. Check he'll be he'll be uh, booking some events, and if you don't see anything and you want him, send him a message. Send him a message on the uh, Nate Jepson page on uh, Facebook. I will be sharing, as I said, all of his social media so you can find him. Invite him out to your library, uh, maybe college classes. You would go to those, wouldn't you? Uh, book. Oh, clubs. absolutely, I would. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Uh, if if you want me to come talk to you, I've got a whole. Actually, a whole series on the the craft of writing, or I can talk about uh, the, the the you know the realities. I, I've got a whole bunch of stuff that I uh, that I can do. Um, so yeah, hit me up anytime. All right, and Brett, just I just want to say congratulations again. Much success. Thank you. I am so proud of you, and I am so proud of your wife Laurel for just encouraging you in this direction and sending you on the way so that we have your books. And to everybody else, to remember to go to the pre-launch page for Mates in Style. I've got that information as well. And uh, don't forget to get your copy of Nasty People. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.